Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Welcome to Baldhead Bible Podcast, making the Bible come to life, featuring the expository story preaching of Dr. John Katzian. Zachariah took a deep breath, and then he let it out. He was so excited, but he was nervous, maybe paced before the door that went into the Holy of Holies. He, Zachariah, was chosen by lot to have the privilege of burning incense on the altar of incense before the Lord. This was so exciting. Zachariah maybe was pacing back and forth and he kept thinking, I don't know if I can do this. I, I, I hope I can do this. He was probably thinking, if I do this wrong, I could get killed. And he was probably thinking of the story out of Leviticus chapter 10 of Nabal and Abihu, the sons of Aaron. The first high priest who got killed because they did incorrectly what he was about to do. And the wrath of God fell upon them and they died. And what was that thing he was so excited about? Zechariah was excited and scared. But he had such a privilege for what he was about to do. This was a a once-in-a-lifetime chance. He was so excited. He had been chosen by lot to burn incense on the altar of incense inside the holy place, inside the temple here at Jerusalem. That was so exciting. This is such a great chance. See, Zechariah was an old priest, it says in Luke chapter 1, probably in his 60s. And he was of the division of Abijah. See, the Levitical priesthood had been broken down into 24 divisions, and in each division were a whole bunch of priests. And his division was named Abijah. And that division, it was their week to serve at the temple up in Jerusalem. So he was here in Jerusalem serving, doing what priests do, killing animals, cleaning things, killing more animals, washing this, washing that. Well, twice a day, incense is burnt on the altar of incense before the Lord. Once in the morning, once in the evening. And it got drawn by lot as to who got to burn incense before the Lord on the altar of incense. And if your name was drawn, you got that privilege. And year after year after year, I bet Zechariah waited to see if his name was drawn and it never was. And some priests lived and died and never got that privilege. But here, finally, Zechariah's name was chosen. And he got to burn incense before the Lord on the altar of incense inside the holy place. But like I said, he could get killed if he did it wrong. But it was such a privilege if he did it right. And he knew how to do it. He knew what Yahweh expected. But you know what's interesting is 
Zachariah, he was an old priest. But he was married to a woman named Elizabeth, who was also an older person herself, probably in her 60s, the same age as Zachariah. But it's interesting, Elizabeth came from a family of priests. Her family could trace their lineage all the way back to Aaron, the first high priest. So Zechariah married Elizabeth, who was part of a family of priests. That's quite a godly heritage to have. This is great, right? Well, it says in Luke chapter 1, though, that Elizabeth is barren. She can't have kids. Zechariah and Elizabeth tried for years to have kids, and they weren't able to have it. And back then, if you weren't able to have kids, that was considered... God frowning upon you, not showing you his favor. And maybe God wasn't showing him their favor because they'd done something wrong. And maybe they were hiding some sin. And Elizabeth and Zechariah, they weren't worth much because they weren't able to have kids. They weren't considered very high in society. The more kids you were able to have, the better you were known in society. And if you were barren, you were at the lowest rung, even if you were a priest. Not only that, Zachariah and Elizabeth, they were from the hill country. They were, they were country bumpkins, in other words. They weren't from a fancy part of Israel. They weren't from Jerusalem. They weren't from some big city. They were off in the country. Yes, they served God, and yes, they were priests, but these people ultimately weren't able to have kids, low rungs of society, weren't privileged, and they were from the redneckiest, hill countryest, country bumpkinest part of Israel. These were people who nobody thought much of, and these are people who are the last people you would think that God would do something amazing with because God is about to move and in Luke chapter 1 God is about to do some earth shattering world changing thing through the lives of Elizabeth and Zachariah later on in Luke chapter 1 verse 37 it says for nothing will be impossible with God and we're going to look at that verse and we're going to try to memorize that for nothing will be impossible with God. Why? Because the story we're about to hear exemplifies that verse. The story we're about to hear takes that verse and says, we've got to remember this because time and time again, God is going to show up and do amazing things and do fantastic things to the point where we're going to have to say, that's true. Nothing will be impossible with God. And if you're a believer, and if you follow God, and if you follow Jesus, I just want to encourage you, that verse stands for you. You can claim that verse. And I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what big fear you're facing. I just want to encourage you today. Nothing will be impossible with God. Do you believe that? Well, the story you're about to hear with Zachariah and Elizabeth certainly proves this. Because here's Zachariah, chosen by lot, to be able to offer incense on the altar of incense inside the holy place. What a privilege, and he is so excited. 
So he stands before the doors. The doors swing open. And he walks into the holy place and the door slams shut. Boom. He's inside the holy place. And off to his left, he would see a golden lampstand with candles in it. And it would look beautiful in the dark with the candlelights. And off to his right, he would see a, the table of showbread. And that would reflect because it would be gold and it would reflect the candlelight. And this dark room would be beautiful on ahead of him. He sees the altar of incense. And behind the altar of incense is a veil or a big heavy curtain. And behind the heavy curtain is the Holy of Holies, where only the high priest is allowed to enter, where the Ark of the Covenant is. And that's where the presence of God is. And here Zechariah is in the holy place about to burn incense on the altar of incense, which is in front of the veil, the big thick curtain, which behind that is the Ark of the Covenant and the Holy of Holies. What a privilege to be in this most sacred place. And I think here is Zachariah holding his bowl of incense and he looks over and he sees that candlestick with the candles inside it burning so beautifully. And he looks over to his right and sees the table of showbread, thinking back of all the promises God had made to him and, and to the people of Israel. And then he continues and looks over to his right and sees an angel of the Lord. And then he looks ahead and sees the altar of incense. What? looks back again to the right an angel of the lord and i wonder if he clang he drops the bowl of incense and he falls to his knees it's a it's an angel of the lord he should be alone by himself in this room and here he's in the presence of an angel i can imagine he hides his face because anytime a human being comes in the presence of an angel in the bible there is great fear in fact, he's so afraid that the angel has to say, Hey, Zachariah, do not be afraid. Don't worry. Don't be afraid. He has to comfort Zachariah. And the angel says, Don't be afraid, for your prayers have been heard. Now, what prayers have been heard? Well, the angel says, Don't be afraid. Your prayers have been heard. Elizabeth will conceive. Elizabeth will give birth. And she's going to bear a son. And you're going to name him John. And he will be great before the Lord. And he's going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. And he'll go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah. And he's going to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a way for the Lord, a people prepared. He's going to go in the spirit of Elijah. His name's going to be John. He's going to be amazing. Don't be afraid. I've heard your prayers. Remember I told you Elizabeth was barren. 
Maybe Zachariah and Elizabeth had been praying, please, we want a child, even in their old age when they couldn't have one. Remember, for with God, nothing is impossible. And I think Zachariah and Elizabeth believe that. And, and it says this angel shows up and says, don't be afraid. Your prayers have been heard. And not only that, it says there, he is going to go in the spirit and power of Elijah. That to a Jewish man would have been an amazing privilege. Elijah was a major prophet and a great hero to the Jewish people. And to say that my son is going to go on the power of Elijah, that would have been such a blessing. And Zechariah, his response is fear and doubt. Now, I wonder, facing an angel, I understand why you have fear. But why in the world would you have doubt? But it seems that Zechariah doubted that this thing could happen. Number one, his wife is old. How in the world is she going to give birth? Zechariah, in the face of an angel, showed doubt. Zechariah's response is, how will I know this is true? For I'm an old man and my wife's old and she's beyond childbearing years. How shall I know this? The angel then reveals his name and he says, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. Wow. There's only two angels that are mentioned in the Bible. Michael the archangel and Gabriel. And Gabriel has an amazing history. Gabriel is mentioned in the book of Daniel and Zechariah would have known that. And when this angel revealed his name, that would have been, wow, this is Gabriel and he stands in the presence of God. And then the angel says, because you didn't trust, because you didn't show faith, you will be silent and unable to speak until the day that these things take place. Because you didn't believe me, because you didn't trust me, because you didn't trust God, you're going to be mute. You can't say a word until these things take place. The angel disappears. Zachariah stands up. Maybe gathers the incense and he goes forward and he, he burns the incense before the Lord. But it says in Luke chapter 1 that many people are outside praying in front of the temple. Praying, number one, that for the life of Zechariah that he'll live and that he'll make it through and he'll do his priestly duties perfectly and get out alive. And secondly, they're just praying maybe for the Messiah to come and praying for the hope of Israel. And as they're praying and praying and praying, Zechariah is not coming and not coming. It shouldn't take this long. And the people start looking at their watches and they start checking things. And they're like, where in the world is Zechariah? He should be out by now. It says there in Luke chapter 1 that the people began to get nervous that he didn't come out. They were wondering. It says it is delaying the temple and they're starting to get nervous. Well, I think inside Zechariah is picking up all the incense he spilled and properly placing it on the altar and it's burning upward. And he's thinking this whole time, wow, I can't believe I just saw the angel Gabriel. And he's saying, am I really mute? And he tries to talk and nothing comes out. 
And I think Zachary thinks, man, I wish I'd trusted God. But I get a baby. I get a baby boy. His name's going to be John. And he's going to go in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what the angel Gabriel, I just saw the angel Gabriel. The one who met with Daniel. Wow. And he's taking this all in. And well, I got to get moving on this. And he's burning incense. And finally he comes out and the people are like, whoo, you're here. Oh, you're getting worried about you, Zachariah. Please, I can imagine the people said, bless us. Because they'd been praying for him. And after the priest came out, burning incense before the Lord, he would give a benediction and a blessing for the people. And Zachariah went to give the benediction and a blessing. And all that came out was, he couldn't speak. Couldn't say a word. But I don't think he looks sad. I bet he had a big, big smile on his face. The people were like, well, whatever, if you can't speak. And I bet he just wanted to say, I just saw an angel. I just saw an angel. I'm about to have a baby. And and, and it says he, he continued his duties for the rest of that week. And, you know, I can imagine he wanted to tell so many people what was happening, but he lost his voice. And maybe the head priest was like, well, what happened in there? And he was trying to tell him and he couldn't. And then finally, at the end of his service of that week, he finally got to go home and he got to tell Elizabeth. Now, it doesn't say he told Elizabeth, but in the rest of Luke chapter 1, Elizabeth knows way too much. First of all, she knows this baby's name is going to be John. I think when Zachariah got home, he said, hey, hey, get me a pencil. Or back then, get me a papyrus and some ink. Or, or get me a chalk and a chalkboard. And he began to write the wonderful news of God and when Elizabeth saw it and began to realize what was going to happen, she was going to have a baby, I think tears started to go down her face. And she became so excited. They were going to be able to have a child? Zachariah and Elizabeth were going to conceive a little baby after trying for all these years. This is going to happen. Zachariah is shaking his head. Yes, the, this is what the angel Gabriel promised. It says there in Luke chapter 1 that after these days, it doesn't say how long, maybe a couple weeks, maybe three days later, I don't know. It just says, after these days that Elizabeth conceived, and then for five months, she kept it hidden. She didn't want anybody to know. This is exciting news. She didn't want anybody to know. Number one, she wanted to make sure that this was true. She really did conceive. They didn't have pregnancy tests back then at your local Walgreens or whatever, right? But secondly, I, I think she just wanted to keep this joyous news to herself. 
Elizabeth's thinking in her head as it says there in verse 25 the Lord has done for me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among the people she's gonna have a baby the other women can't make fun of her the other women can't look down on her society can't just cast her aside and not only is she gonna have a baby she's gonna have a baby named John who is going in the spirit of Elijah to prepare the way for the Lord. Where did I read that? And she probably looked up in the book of Malachi that before the Messiah comes, Elijah is going to come and, and prepare the way for the Lord. Could my son John be about to come into this world to prepare for the way for the long-awaited Messiah? I wonder if she talked about this with Zachariah, because Zachariah thought himself, the things Gabriel was saying sounded a lot like the verses and the passages we hear in the book of Malachi about what's going to happen before the Messiah comes. Now, John's not the Messiah. They're scribbling back and forth, but he could be preparing the way for the Messiah. What Could this really be it? Elizabeth is just keeping these ideas to herself, and Zacharias keeping these ideas to himself as well. And for five months, they keep it hidden, and then knock, 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 knock. There's a knock on the door? Who could that be? She opens the door. It's her cousin, Mary. Mary? Mary, What? why are you here? Well... If you come back next week, we'll find out why Mary was there to see Elizabeth. What does it say once again in Luke chapter 1, verse 37? For nothing will be impossible with God. That's the one truth I want you to hang on to. That's the one truth I want you to remember. For nothing will be impossible with God. Elizabeth is excited to see the baby grow inside of her that she's been waiting 30, 40 years for. Zachariah, though he's mute, though he lacked faith, God graciously said, I am using you despite your lack of faith because nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary is knocking on the door of Elizabeth's house. Why? Because in her life, she's about to experience this one truth, which is what? That nothing will be impossible with God. Thank you for listening to Baldhead Bible Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. You can comment on our Facebook page or email us at baldheadbible at gmail.com. If you would like to support this podcast, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash baldheadbible. Baldhead Bible Podcast, making the Bible come to life. New episodes added every week.